the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Our new life in Christ is the greatest adventure of discovery that we will ever be on. The greatest adventure of discovery. How many guys like adventures? Come on. I was just going through my old GoPro and I was checking out a trip that we had in Hawaii. And I'm watching us and we're parasailing and we're, uh, we're, um, zip lining and it's so wild and it's so great. And the adventure is here and gone. It's here and over. But let me tell you, the adventure that will never be over is my discovery of who I am in Christ. My discovery of the Word of God coming alive in me. Our discovery of the Word of God coming alive in you. That's the greatest adventure that you'll ever be on, right? Because how many of you know sometimes you need a vacation from your vacation? I don't ever need a vacation from the Word. I don't ever need a vacation from Jesus. I need Him every moment of my life. I need Him in every season of my life. How, can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? Come on, anybody got some dry seasons, some boring seasons? You got some hellish seasons going on? You got things going on in your life? You need Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. That's right. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Have his word come alive in you. That's how the word of God is alive, not just as a book, but when it comes alive in you, when it comes alive, when that healing power comes alive in you, come on, when that prosperity and great success comes alive in you, when that joy and peace in a time of anxiety, in a time of storm, in a time of unknown comes alive in you. When your new creation, your spirit man is leading the way, come alive in you, right? In Christ, you are a new creation. You are brand new. Your spirit man, come on, is one with God. Your spirit man is whole and complete. We just got to renew our mind, right? We got to tell this body, line up, line up body, right? In Christ, you are a child of God. Let me tell you, If you are a child of a king, you walk in authority. You walk in confidence. You have just a a walk about you. Let me tell you, your dad owned the world. You walking around like you own the world. Yeah, you walk around like that. We are children of God. We are children of God. We ought to walk like it, talk like it, believe like it, dream like it, see like it, right? You're an heir of God. Man, some of us, we ain't an heir to nothing. We ain't an heir to nobody. Your parents ain't got nothing to leave you but dead. Okay, no thanks. Nah, keep that to yourself, (laughs) right? No, we're an heir of God. Let me tell you, and your covenant is written in the word. Discover it. Sign your name. Let's go. Sign me up, right? You're an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are a partaker of his divine nature. 
You are a partaker of God's divine nature. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are led by the spirit of God. You don't need to be led by the flesh. Come on, you don't need to be led by the world. You don't need to be led by your circumstances. You don't need to be led by your lack. You need to be led by the spirit of God. You need to be led by the spirit of God. And the only way that you're going to be led by the spirit of God is to know the voice of God. The way you're going to know the voice of God is to know the word of God. That's why we need to come to know. Come to know for ourselves the word of God. Amen. You are made righteous. You are more than a conqueror. You are made rich. Let me tell you, you are set apart. Don't be afraid of heart for such a time as this. Don't be afraid of these dark times. Don't be afraid of, of what's going on. God set you apart for this moment, for this time. He called you. Come on, rise to the occasion. Rise up, child of God. You are forgiven. Do not allow the enemy. Do not allow religion. Do not allow guilt. Do not allow shame to hold you back. You are forgiven. You are healed. Come on, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Do not allow sickness or disease to hold you back. Do not allow sickness or disease to put you in a box, to limit you, to tell you you cannot. We tell any cannot, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's where we set our focus. That's where we set our eyes. We set our eyes on Jesus. We bring it all to the feet of Jesus. We speak in the name of Jesus, right? Come on. You are healed, you are salt, you are light, and you are loved. You are loved by God greatly. You are dearly loved. You are well-pleased by him. He loves you. He is well-pleased with you. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, whoever, do I got any whoever's in the building? Let me tell you, you are whoever, all right? Put your name in there. Whoever is a believer in Christ is a new creation. The old way of living has disappeared. A new way of living has come into existence. How many know that you are a new existence, right? You're one with God, led by the Spirit of God. God has done all this. He has restored our relationship with him through Christ and has given us the ministry of restoring relationships. What are you called to do? Restore relationships. But I need mine restored. Restore relationship. You bring others to Jesus. You let them know about the blood of Jesus. You let others know that they are forgiven. You let others know, come on, restoring relationships. In other words, God was using Christ to restore his relationship with humanity. He didn't hold people's faults against them and has given us, and he has given us the message of restored relationships to tell others. Come on, as a believer in Christ, you are a new creation. Discover your new self. Discover your true self, right? We got people going through an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. Come on. In Christ, we discover who we truly are, our new self, our true self, right? Discover your new purpose. Discover your true purpose. We got people searching for purpose. I need a purpose in life. I need a purpose. They get married. They have children. 
Well, being a mom's not enough. Being a wife's not enough. Being a business person's not enough. What is enough? Being in Christ is enough. Being in him is enough. That's the only place where you will be satisfied is fully discovering who you truly are. It's the greatest adventure. It's the adventure that your life is seeking. You're seeking to know who you truly are in Christ, right? Experience for yourself and share with others the goodness of God. How many are ready to experience for yourself the goodness of God? Not just sing a song about the goodness of God. Not just write a post about the goodness of God. Not just read somebody else's feed about the goodness of God. But how many of you want to experience? How many are ready to go beyond in your experience of the goodness of God? Come on, of the love of God of the life of God. How many are ready to live the God kind of life? The God kind of life. When you get in the car, you drive with confidence that you're living in the God kind of life. When you go to the store, when you fill up that gas tank, you walk in confidence. You got more than enough. That God is your provider. That you lack no good thing. Come on. You have more than enough. You're so blessed you got to give it away. You got more than enough that everybody in line, you're going to fill up their gas tank. Come on. How are you ready to live the God kind of life? Blessed to be a blessing. So filled and so fulfilled that it's overflowing. What's overflowing? The fullness of God. Not stuff, not things. It's the fullness of God, the fullness of God. Come on, experience the power of God for yourself. Not just read about it in Bible times when they walk in in fire and walking on water. Yes, I love reading about that, but I don't want to just read about it. I want to experience it. I want to experience it. And you want to know how I experience it? Oh, the ghetto's about to come out. <laughs> you want to know? I don't know why I do that. It's very strange. I have no idea what happens, but it is me, okay? But you want to know how we're walking in that and we're experiencing that? It's because when the storms come our way, we're not drowning. We're riding on top. We're riding on top. How? Because the world can go through a situation. The world can go through a circumstance. And we go on through the same thing. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're exempt. Being a Christian doesn't mean that it's not going to happen to you. It means you won't drown. It means you get back up. It means you walk on the water. You walk on top of the storm. You grow with great confidence and wisdom and understanding and discernment that God is going to get you through to the other side. That God will get all the glory. That your strength is not for status. It's for service. How may I serve you, Lord, with all that I am, with all that I have, with all everything a part of my being? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? Ah, I love serving God. I hate weakness. I hate it. Like with a passion. I only want to be strong. (laughs) And whenever something takes me out, I'm like, no, (laughs) get up, girl, get up. Come on, the goodness of God, we walk in on water through the goodness of God, but by the grace of God. Let me tell you, but by the grace of God, our story would be the same as theirs. But by the grace of God, we stand firm in the grace of God. It's his goodness. It's his grace. It's his power. It's his love. It's his fullness. Come on. Not just, not just in words, not just in posts, right? But in our everyday life, how many already walk in this? In your everyday life. In your everyday life, you're going to sleep. How many are ready to go to sleep in peace? Stop struggling with all this stress and nightmares and whatever's 
anxiety and pressure and, and comparison. Man, I hate social media, how it's just put so much comparison in people's life. It's hard for people to enjoy the moment. It's hard for people to enjoy their vacation. It's hard for people to even enjoy their own kids when they're comparing every vacation, their kids to this kid. Well, they're doing gymnastics. Well, we got to do it. And they're doing this and we got to do that. And, and, and her, her proposal looked like this and my proposal sucked. You know what I mean? It's comparison, comparison. Like, what is promposal? My gosh. What is, go what is this world even today? Just saying. Like, when a guy asked me to prom, I mean, like, he was shaking. I'm like, nah. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, first of all, my dad's going to be like, no. That was just my dad's big, no. Can you go? No. Can I go? On? No. What about no? When you're 30, no. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? But do you want Jesus? You can come. <laughs> like, come to Jesus. That's about it. No, but I'm just saying, like, like literally a guy just walked up to me, and he's like, hey, <laughs> do you want to go to prom? I was a freshman, too. I'm like, nah, I'm going to pass. Like, if you can't get a girl your age, why are you asking me? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but anyways, right? Promposal. But it's just so much comparison. It's so much comparison, you know, even if somebody writes their devotion in what they read for that day. Let me tell you, God is speaking to them. Like, what is God? God wants to speak to you. Dive into the word. You don't have to post about your devotion, just be devoted, right? You don't got to post about all this stuff, just be. Anyways, anyways, not just in words, not in posts, but through your everyday walk. Your everyday walk, experience the love of God, right? Be devoted, walk in integrity, take responsibility, have passion for God, have passion for others, and have compassion for others. Have passion for life. How many are ready to get passionate about your own life? Like, get excited about your own life. Get excited about what God's doing in your life. Get excited about the responsibility you're taking for your life. It is so true that you get excited when you take responsibility. Aren't you, like, so proud of yourself? Like, yeah, we got this. Let's go. Amen. That's how I feel. And that's how I feel when I fill up my tank. Whenever I fill up my tank, I just, I just went to Costco. I filled up my tank, and I was like, yeah, road trip. But then I just go home. But, you know, like, just because it's a full tank, I'm super excited. I want to be living in a full tank, full of God, full of his word, full of his promises. Come on there, yes and amen. Passionate about life. Life is too short to waste time. Look at your neighbor and say, life is too short. Life is way too short. Let me tell you, the older I get, I'm not kidding. It's crazy. It's wild that like a decade will fly. Honestly, it feels like I blinked and 10 years passed by. That's shocking. On last Sunday, the girls and I celebrated 25 years being here at Love Life. 25 years. A quarter of a century when I'm not even 25 years old. I am. But the Bible says that life is but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. Life is but a vapor. Not, we're not talking about vaping, y'all, so just stop, okay? But for a little example, I thought this was pretty cool. Life is but a vapor. That's it. That's it. Seriously, but a vapor. Did you guys see that? Here today, gone tomorrow. With this life, what are you going to do? 
What are you going to do with this little vapor? What are you going to do with this little mist of life? What are you going to do with this little time span? Fulfill God's plan. Fulfill his promise. Fulfill his word, right? It's too short to be wasted comparing with everybody else's everything, right? Let's enjoy life. Let's enjoy the journey of maturity. How many are ready to grow up, right? How many are ready to not just grow up, but enjoy the journey, right? Do you remember taking your driver's test? Oh my gosh. I was, I started driving when I was 12 years old. My grandpa let me drive. I couldn't wait to drive. Growing up, I rode dirt bikes. I rode ATVs. Whatever that could go, I would drive it. The boat, dad, please let me drive. Please, I can do it. I, I have failed many times, but I just have a passionate for speed. Let's go, right? But do you remember you're learning, you're taking your driver's test, and there you go, and I'm like, Dad, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm 15 and a half. I'm 15.5. Dad, take me, take me, take me. Let's go. He's like, all right, let's go. Do you think your girl studied? No. I'm like, I've been driving since I'm 12. I know what I'm doing. So I went and I failed the test. I was crying. <laughs> I failed. Because first of all, they trick you. They trick you. They're like, if you, I feel like if, if you're going on the freeway, if you are to go with the flow of traffic, can you speed? And I'm like, no, of course not. Right? Joke's on you because you can't stop the flow of traffic. You got to go on. But it was like some silly stuff, right? But it, it's just like that life is so short. I'm like, past, you guys, I took my driver's test a couple of years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, but it's like flying by, right, flying by, but do you remember being so excited, so excited, like, can I get my permit, can I get my permit, can I get my permit, and then I had to wait two weeks, I had to wait two weeks, I'm a dad, two weeks, take me back, take me back, I, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm studying, so I studied, this time I actually read the little book, back in the day, you used to get a little booklet, Okay, you didn't, there was an online, you just get a little booklet, right? You read the little booklet. I went back. Yes, I passed my test. But I didn't get my driver's license for two years because I couldn't afford them. <laughs> my dad's like, unless you're going to pay insurance on my truck, you ain't getting your driver's license. I said, what? That Dodge Ram lifted truck, I can't pay insurance on that thing. But he still let me drive it anyways. <laughs> I'm a good driver, I think. Let's in <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maddie will attest. Maddie looks, whenever Matt's in the car, I have no idea. He's like looking over. I'm like, what are you looking at? Because I'm like, stop looking at the speedometer. <laughs> He's like, anyways, but did we get here? And were we on time? And was the food still hot? There you go. How many of y'all like hot food? That's what I'm talking about. Got need for speed because I want my food hot. Anyways, randomness all over the place. But I'm just saying, enjoy the journey of maturity. Enjoy it. There's going to be stages of life. You're going to go through things that you're going to have to pass tests. And you're going to fail. And you're going to have to wait two weeks. And you're going to have to go back. Right? And you're going to pass the test and become a great driver. Enjoy the journey of this Christian walk. As you're going from level to level. From baby Christian to kid to teen to adult. You're going to go through these stages. Enjoy the journey. Stop rushing it. Stop rushing it. Right? Enjoy the journey. Paul said in Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. How many of you guys, how many of you guys pray to know the will of God? Is this the will of God? You want to know God's will for your life, to marry this one, to go on this career path, to do this decision. Is this God's will for my life? How are we going to know God's will? We renew our mind to the word of God. And as we discover who we are in Christ, we get a revelation and we're led by the spirit of God. And we take steps in the direction for our future that God's planned for us. Right? Not our own plan. How do you know the older you get, your plans has changed? So I'm like, thank God for that unanswered prayer. <laughs> Not that one, Jesus. I'm glad he done hearing on. Right? Right? Oh, my gosh. But by the grace of God, I am where I am today. One little step by one little step, every single day, deciding to be devoted to God, his word, his plan, and his church. Amen? It's time to grow up and discover who we truly are in Christ through the renewing of our mind. The renewing of our mind means that we were trained by our parents. We were trained by the school system. We were trained by MTV. We were trained by music. We were trained by whatever radio station you grew up with. Back in the day, it was Power 92, like Power 92, Camel Country, like that you were trained by an era. That's it. Like, you talk ghetto, you act crazy. Like, my mom would be like, why you talk like that? Some people would be like, you have an accent? I'm like, I don't, I'm from Arizona. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where that comes from. You don't want to know where that comes from? All that R&B, all that hood, all that coolio, all that whatever you want to call it. You know, you're, you're being trained. Blood in, blood out. You ain't got no business watching that movie. You ain't got no business. You act like a thug thinking you a thug. You just watched one movie. Calm down. Sit down. Anyways, right? But it's training you. Can you see that it's training you? We got a generation right now that's not just being trained, but being bombarded with information, being bombarded with things that contradict the word of God, right? But we got to be renewed. So we take that old information, we compare it with the word of God, and if it doesn't line up, then we get rid of it. If it doesn't line up the way Nana did it, if it doesn't line up the way Mama did it, if it doesn't line up the way Granny did it, if it doesn't line up with the way Theo, Tia, Auntie, Mama, Cuckoo, Luku, whatever, the neighbor did it, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, get rid of it. We got to renew our mind to the word of God and God's way of doing things, right? God's way of doing things. Just as there are natural stages of life, baby, child, teen, adult, man, I love these seasons too. I love babies, you know. I get so much baby fever when people get married. I'm like, ah, I'm so excited. And then you're like, what is your baby going to look like? Like you and you together, bam. And then they have a baby like, that's all, so cute, you know. You made a little monkey. So exciting. I love it. And they're like, auntie, 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 auntie. That's right. That's right. Baby, child, right? I love child. I love that awkward stage, you know? I love kids. I just love the kids. And they're like, ooh, what's that smell? Some deodorant, you know. Your mama can't smell you, but we can. Right? And then the teen, I love the teen age, right? It's like you're, you're 
12, oh my gosh, just saying, like 10-year-olds act like teens, teens act like 20-year-olds. It's like, what happened here? <laughs> like, slow down, everybody, right? You know what happened? I'm getting older. <laughs> the age gap is big. Anyways, right? But there are also spiritual stages that we can grow through to become mature, right? Unlike the physical, spiritual development is not limited to time. Because you could be a 30-year-old baby Christian. You could be a 30-year-old like, just make me feel good. Don't correct me. Ah, you're my feelings. Ah, mine. Mine. You're, you're a Christian. You're like, you've been in the game 30 years acting like, baby, <laughs> right? Because in the spiritual, it's not limited to time, right? A person, can, a, a person can be a believer for years and still be a child spiritually because they haven't come to know who they are in Christ. They have not renewed their mind to the word of God. A person can also be a believer for a few months and become an adult in the faith because they dive right in to the word of God, start exchanging, start renewing God's word, taking out the old man, taking out the old way of thinking, start making that exchange, replacing it with God's word and God's plan and God's purpose and God's promises, right? Spiritual development has everything to do with your daily personal relationship with God. How many of you know it's so important to have a personal relationship with God? How many of you know if there was somebody in your bed, if there was somebody in your room, if there was somebody in your house, if there was somebody in your life and you never spoke to them, would that be weird? That would be extremely strange, right? You know, me and Jesus, that's it in my bed. Like, woo, single Pringle. But, like, if somebody was there, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> what had to happen? I don't know. It's just Jesus. But... Married couples, imagine if you never talk to your spouse. Imagine you never talk to your kids. They're just there in the house. These little, how'd you get here? What are you doing? Stop calling me to feed you. <laughs> but God is real, and God is alive, and God lives in you, and he's with you. It's time to understand and have a personal relationship with him. Have a personal relationship with his word. And the more that you read the word, the more that you understand his word, and the more that you understand his voice. The more that you have a, an understanding for what he's speaking to you. And it's time to get passionate about his church, right? His word, his church. Spend time with God and his word daily, right? Dive into Romans, dive into the Gospels, dive into Proverbs. You know, if you're just a baby Christian, I wouldn't recommend just diving into Old Testament. You're like, ah! That's whenever Pastor Dan does those Bible studies. That's when you come. That's when you get some understanding. You know what's awesome about being a kid here and growing up? They get through all the Old Testament, the New Testament, the new creation, who they are, empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, you come on, come on. And then we're wondering why these kids walking around like powerhouses. You're like, that's right. They know the word. <laughs> they know the word of God, right? Come to know, understand, comprehend. Grasp the reality 
of your new identity in Christ. You are a new creation. You are a child of God. You're an heir of God, and you are a joint heir with Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ is entering into the rest of Christ. You understand that the war is over. You don't need to prove anything to God. You just need to receive everything from him. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are, and who you are is in Christ. In Christ, you have all that you could ever need. You've got all the power, all the healing, all the prosperity, all the success. You've got it all. Discover this truth. Learn this truth. Believe this truth. Receive this truth. And then walk in this truth, right? We first need to learn that we are seated in Christ. Then we can stand, walk, and run, right? We can't jump stages. Uh, Paul said in Ephesians 2, 6, and he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places. How many of y'all think that Jesus is lacking anything in heavenly places? No, he is not. We are in Christ. We are seated in heavenly places with him. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. How many of you know a lot of us, it's I who live, my selfish needs, my selfish wants, my selfish desires. No, not us. No, no, it's not I who live, it's Christ who lives in me, right? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We got to rest in these promises and we've got to enjoy the journey of growth. Enjoy the stages of life, going from level to level in our Christian walk, going to level to level in our faith, in our understanding, in our belief, right? Dealing with our unbelief. When you try to skip stages, you leave cracks in your foundation, right? When you got... When you got this little kid, you know, you know, when I was, I don't know how old I was, but I, I wanted to wear lipstick. I wanted to wear lipstick. My dad's like, you ain't wear no makeup. You ain't doing none of that till you're 18. You're, till you're 16, then 16 turned 18, you know. So, but you know what? When I went to my Nana's house, my Nana had all the colors of lipstick you could ever imagine. And so when I went there, I would go to the bathroom and I put on all the lipstick, you know, like the little kid. It's just everywhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I look so cool. And then my grandpa's like, you want to go to the movies? And I'm like, yes. And I come out. And I'm like, Grandpa, can I go to the movies like this? He's like, yes, baby, you can. <laughs> but let me tell you, my dad was there. He'd be like, go wash your face. <laughs> Get that stuff up. Because you ain't jumping stages. Be a kid. It's only for a short period of time. Enjoy every moment, right? Don't skip stages when leaving cracks in the foundation. You're acting like somebody you're not. Don't do that even in your Christian walk. If you don't have an understanding, come to know. Ask for help. Get an understanding. Get a good foundation. Experience God for yourself. Experience his word. Experience his presence. Come on. Experience his promises, his grace, his love, and his power. Wake up every single day to your purpose. Wake up every single day to your calling and learn to stand strong in every season of life. Paul said in Romans 5, 1, So now, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith in his promises, 
we can have real peace with him because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. For because of our faith, he has brought us into this place of highest privilege. How many of you know you are brought into a place of high privilege? Are you privileged? Yes, you are in Christ where we now stand. We stand in this place of grace. Come on. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has in mind for us to be. Who is ready to stand strong in every season of life and fulfill God's will, God's plan. That's right. It's God's plan. It starts with the renewing of your mind to the word of God. This is why it's so important to get into the word, to come to church, to learn the word, because we have been crucified with Christ. We are seated together with Christ. We have peace with God through Christ. And now we can stand firmly. We can stand safely and we can stand securely in Christ. Not in our own works, not of our own um, uh, works, our identity, or what we've done, what we've accomplished. No, it's in Christ. It's completely in Christ. We have to come to know how many are ready to come to know with understanding, right? Comprehension, grasping the reality of these Bible basics. It's all about the basics. It's all about the foundations. It's all about the truth, right? These foundational truths, once we understand these truths, then we can start to understand times, seasons, and stages of life. We can start to understand and we'll stop comparing our times, our seasons, and our stage of life with others. And we can celebrate them. And we know that God's no respecter of person. God did it for them. He will do it for you. Trust in his timing. Trust in his word. Trust in his promises. We first need to learn to be seated in Christ. Then we can stand. Then we can walk. And then we can run, right? firmly, safely, and securely through the storms and the suffering that we may go through here on this earth. Paul said in Ephesians 6.13, Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist. How many all ready to successfully stand? To successfully resist, stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything. How many, it's time to do everything. Not just something, not for a minute, just not resist for a second, but having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm, hold your ground, having girded your waist with truth, with personal integrity, with moral courage, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart. So we're seated with Christ. Then we can stand firm. And what do we stand firm on? What do we stand firm in? In the word of God and that alone. Not in our own abilities, right? We stand firm that we are a new creation. We stand firm that we are a child of God. We stand firm that we are an heir of God. We stand firm that we are a joint heir with Christ. We stand firm that we've been crucified with Christ. And that we are seated together with him. And that we have peace with God through Christ. We stand firm that we've been set apart and that we are called and we are equipped. We stand firm that we are forgiven, that we are healed and we are loved. Walk in your authority. 
believers, rise up, get an understanding, right? Walk in union with Jesus in your everyday life. Not just your church life, not just when you walk in the door, in your everyday life. Paul said in Colossians 2.6, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things that you do and the things that you say, living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in Christ and now being continually built up in Christ, come on, becoming increasingly more established in your faith just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. Get deeply rooted with who you are in Christ. Get deeply rooted with who, with who God says that you are. Living life that lead others to Jesus. What are you leading them to? To the goodness of God. You're leading them to the love of God. You're leading them to the life of God. You're leading them to the power of God, right? We are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. We stand firm and secure on his word and his precious promises. And we walk in union with Christ, reflecting his character in our daily lives, leading others to Jesus. And now let's run. Let's run our race, right? Sit, stand, walk, and run. Run, let's run with endurance. Hebrews 12.1, since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down. You know exactly what slows you down. We all got personal issues that slow us down, things that trip us up. It's time to let them go, right? Everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. When do we give up? We never give up. We must focus on Jesus. He's the source and the goal of our faith. He saw the joy ahead of him. So he endured death on the cross. He ignored the disgrace it brought him. Now he holds the honored position, the one next to God the Father on the heavenly throne. Think about Jesus who endured opposition from sinners so that you don't become tired and give up. How do we not become tired and give up? We think about Jesus. We fix our eyes on Jesus. And we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially that sin that distracts us and it trips us from running our race. What do we do? We sit, stand. Come on. Sit, stand, walk. And we run our race, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it's like this. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child does. But when I became a man, my thoughts grew far beyond. Is this your year of going beyond? Is this your year of our thoughts growing far beyond those childish ways? Come on. And now I have put away childish things. Who puts away childish things? We have to do it for ourselves. It's time to put away childish things, right? Who's ready to put away childish things and become all that we are called to be in Christ Jesus? Come on. You are more than a conqueror. We need to first learn to be seated together with Christ. And then we can stand firm and we can walk in union with him. 
and then we're going to run our race with endurance. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. How many are ready to run? Let's go. God's got great plans for all of us. Let's fulfill his will. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.